From CBS News Bay Area, this is the Evening Edition. Well, thanks for joining us. I'm Brian Heck. And I'm Andrea Nakano. Sunday services looked a little different for people. For Oakland's first African Methodist Episcopal Church, it was only one week ago their building was devastated by a fire. Today, their members came together to worship at Temple Beth Abraham. Da Lin was there for the emotional gathering. The joy, the community, and the passion. All the emotions pouring out at Sunday service. We're experiencing this together. We're bonding together. We're holding each our brothers and sisters up. Saxophonist Stabe Wilson says he's helping to ease the pain through what he does best, music. Music is medicinal. Music is healing. Members of First African Methodist Episcopal Church, better known as FAME, sang, prayed, and read the Bible in their new home, Temple Beth Abraham. They'll hold service here for a few more weeks as they plan the next step. The building is burned down, but the ministry doesn't stop. The church is not the building. The church is what's in your heart. Flames gutted Oakland's oldest black church on Telegraph Avenue last Sunday night. Senior Pastor Ronnie Smith says it may take a couple of years to rebuild. Fame is Oakland. Fame is black history. You hear me say all the time, fame strong, Oakland strong. Stape rushed to the church when he heard about the fire. The shock of seeing three aerial trucks pouring streams is unfathomable. He's been a member and played music of fame for about 20 years. You've taken our building, but you have not taken our souls, and so we're all holding each other up. Firefighters are still investigating the cause, but witnesses tell investigators they saw a homeless man start a fire next to the church to stay warm. The congregants say, if true, they're not mad. We will rise again. Thank you, Jesus. Yes! We're not mad. We're not bitter. Maybe a little broken, maybe a little sad, but God... Thank you. Stabe says the power of forgiveness will let them focus on rebuilding. We will rise from this. And we'll be stronger, we'll be greater, we'll be better. At 1044 tonight, the church will hold a prayer vigil outside of the destroyed building. Members were told 1044 is the time the church caught fire last Sunday. And take a look at this. Western Pacific Filipino Grocery in Sunnyvale closed until further notice after a car crashed through their front door. There were two employees working at the store and nobody was injured. And down in Southern California, snow and erosion triggered this rock slide at Los Padres National Forest. Caltrans shut down the road so crews can clear the debris. They say it's just one of many blocked roads in the park. And extremely dangerous driving conditions in the Sierra. The area is now under a blizzard warning, and this is what it looks like on I 80 over Donner Summit. The CHP says chains are required, and officers say several cars are spinning out, so they're asking people to avoid. The area. Darren Peck now joins us. How much longer is the snow going to continue? It's going to go like that for the next several hours tonight, about as long as it takes for the rain to turn off here. So let's turn our attention back home where we've been dealing with some pretty steady rain for the last several hours. If you can see what the storm looks like now, this is a totally separate storm, by the way. This is uh, not leftovers from what came through here and did all that damage we were just showing you in Southern California or dropped the light snow here on Friday morning. This one's new. It's the first one of three. The more important one is tomorrow. 
Monday morning, we're going to see some pretty intense rain, and we're going to focus. Tomorrow's a first alert weather day, in fact, and we're going to focus on that in a lot more detail in the complete forecast. But for right now, you can see what the current storm is doing, and I just want to focus on where the rain is. It's kind of slowly marching down the peninsula and into the South Bay. In fact, Redwood City, you're seeing some of the best of this rain right now from Woodside back in the hills down to Redwood City and then out across the bay towards Union City and Newark in Fremont, and then that does extend into the Tri-Valley. You can see the showers there for you. Futurecast picks up on that line beautifully, and we can play that forward. And by the time we've gotten to like 7, 8 o'clock, it will skedaddle. Of course, it'll keep snowing in the Sierra for several more hours, actually, after the system kind of gives us a break. And by the way, we've already gotten about three-tenths of an inch of rain out of this just today in the city, about two-tenths of an inch of rain in Santa Rosa. San Francisco did better because that's where the system decided to slow down. And we'll see those numbers go up in places like Livermore and San Jose and probably even Concord, in fact. Over the next few hours, it's just going to keep raining there. But the rain from this one comes to an end by like 7, 8 o'clock tonight. So we're going to look ahead to tomorrow morning in the complete first alert forecast and talk about why thunderstorms, brief downpours, some gusty winds, that's all going to be part of our Monday. We'll look at that all in just a bit, guys. Back over to you. Okay, thanks, Darren. PG&E telling customers to get ready for more storm-related power cuts. And this is a live look at the outages as they stand right now. You can see most are concentrated on the peninsula and along Highway 17. Some people haven't had power since last Tuesday. And help is still available for people impacted by January storms. A FEMA mobile relief center opened today at the Richmond Civic Center. It will be open until March 1st. Then it will move to Community Presbyterian Church in Pittsburgh. The Disaster Recovery Center is still open at the San Mateo Event Center. And the deadline to apply for FEMA assistance is March 16th. Now to a developing story out of Italy. 59 people confirmed dead after the boat they were in crashed on the rocks of the coast of Calabria. Around 80 people had to hang on wooden shards in the water in order to be rescued. The survivors from Iran, Pakistan, and Afghanistan. Emergency services think that about 150 people were aboard the boat. Local police say that one survivor was arrested on charges of migrant trafficking. It's not clear where the ship was from. Officials with the Department of Energy believe the COVID-19 pandemic most likely came from a laboratory leak in China. That's according to a report in both the Wall Street Journal and New York Times, citing a senior U.S. intelligence official. Today, National Security Advisor Jake Sullivan did confirm President Biden had directed national labs to research COVID's origins. At least four other U.S. intelligence agencies say they have low confidence the virus emerged naturally. Wow. President Biden has ordered health surveys in Ohio following that train derailment and the toxic chemical release. The EPA is telling people in the area that all of the toxic waste will be disposed at EPA-certified facilities. Last week, the NTSB concluded the wreck was 100% preventable. What we need to come to grips with is the idea that more safety metrics, more rules and regulations, and perhaps some laws and need to be passed quickly. President Biden has said that he's got no plans to visit the crash site in East Palestine, Ohio. At the state capitol, San Francisco Assemblyman Matt Haney is fighting for more protections for in-home caregivers. This is uh, a place of uh, a moment where we are approaching a care cliff. Uh, our uh, work, our, our population is getting older. Uh, the need and demand for this type of care is growing, 
And if we don't make a fundamental change in the level of support that we are providing for it, things are only going to get worse. With that, I want to His bill would allow in-home care workers to form a union to be able to bargain with the State Department of Health Care Services. Currently, they have to bargain on a county-by-county -county basis. Well, today, people gathered to raise money and to raise awareness for rare diseases in San Jose. The event had speakers, music, vendors, and a raffle. But the main purpose is to raise awareness. 300 million people in the world have rare diseases which often cannot be diagnosed and there are no treatments for them. Our community might seem pretty small, but we're very strong and mighty. You know, if there's families out there that feel alone, or patients out there that are just learning about their, di their rare diagnosis, you are not alone. Feel free to reach out to us. The organizers say they have had success advocating for policy changes. During Black History Month, we've been recognizing people making a difference in their communities. As the month comes to a close, we are in Oakland for the Black Joy Parade. Devin Feely reports. Mariana Dorsey traveled from the Monterey Peninsula to Oakland's Black Joy Parade. We're just out here just trying to, you know, connect with our people. <laughs> she was drawn to its celebration of culture and community and its general positive message. In our area, we don't normally see this type of big celebration. So coming out here, it's like, it's really big, it's live, and you see all the different types of black people, different types of cultures within the black community. This is the sixth annual Black Joy Parade and Celebration. It's meant as an outgrowth of Black History Month, and while the backdrop of the celebration may be the struggles and challenges of being black in this country, organizers were determined to let black music and dance and culture and joy take center stage. I'm just trying to be the best that I can be. I really don't look at the color. I'm just trying to be a good human being and first of all, being a Christian. And, uh, but I do want to support my people. In addition to the parade, there were food vendors and concerts and frankly, who couldn't find something they liked at a celebration of joy? We're trying to spread joy. We're trying to spread love. We want unity in our families. We want unity in all the diversities. And for Mariana and her cousin Josiah, that message, that vibe, was infectious. This is an opportunity for us to come together and just be proud of who we are, be proud of our culture. Good evening from the desert in Scottsdale where our spring training coverage of the Giants of the A's originates. Cold, rainy conditions did not dampen the Cactus League opener for the Giants this afternoon. Let's just roll it up from the ballpark today. Sean and I got the start. Looked pretty good. The former athletic struck out three batters in two innings. Joey Barrett tried to win the starting catcher job. This will help his case. Rip one into the gap. Brett Wisely lost the helmet around the bases put it into overdrive to get the Giants on the board. And they rallied late against the Reds. Three runs in the eighth, two in the ninth. Will Wilson hit the walk-off single. Seven to six is the final. Logan Webb will start tomorrow at the Angels in Tempe. Now, new outfielder Michael Conforto made his Giants debut. He went one for three with a single. Today wasn't just another exhibition game for Conforto. It was his first time in any lineup in 16 months. I definitely had some nerves, had some butterflies. Um, after the first at bat, most of them went away, but it, it felt like a 
like a micro debut again. It's been a long road back from Conforto. He was a free agent this time last spring. Injured his shoulder while training and ended up missing the entire season. Shoulder surgeries are, are brutal. Um, Especially you know, your throwing shoulder. Your throwing shoulders, <laughs> yeah. so you're relearning how to throw. Every day I was just looking to, to gain a little bit of range, a little bit of strength, um, you know, three, four hours a day in rehab. And it, you know, it felt like the longest year of my life, but it also flew by. Um, it was just a really strange experience. All right, now, late 2021, Brandon Belt anointed himself as team captain, and it stuck. Now, as 2023 kicks off, Brandon Crawford steps up prominently in the leadership role. After all, he is the last link to the last World Series team. But pitcher Logan Webb has a seat at the leadership table. This is my 19, 19, 20, my fifth big league team. Okay, so. all right. Still counting on one hand. That yep. counts. Yep, so I, uh, so yeah, it's just, I remember my first big league camp, how excited I was. So I'm, it's, it's fun to watch those guys. The Rockland native has had plenty of fun watching the Sacramento Kings this season. I saw Fox and Monk the other day just saying, you know, they don't give a, you know. Right. I don't give a f who's over there. Yeah, we ain't worried about that. It doesn't matter. It's a pretty sick mentality. I love that. Like, that's, uh, we need, we're going to have that in here. And that mentality was put on display when I asked Webb about the NL West being viewed as a two-team race between the Dodgers and the Padres. Remember what Fox said? Mm -hmm. I don't give a Yeah, 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 yeah. It's sort of the same thing. the same thing. Yeah. Webb also made his acting debut this offseason. I didn't know I was going to be the bad guy in it. Yeah, you're the villain. I am. <laughs> he had a cameo in the music video for Tyler Rich's Trucks Don't Lie. I met Tyler uh, through, through Buster. Buster knows him pretty well. And he just texted me one day and was like, hey, you want to you wanna be in this video? I was like, yeah, sure. Like, might as well. It's been park right there on Wish I could say I'm fine. It's been a big hit in the clubhouse. The only person who hadn't seen it was Gabe Kapler. It's a Logan music video. He's featured in a music video. Uh, country. Well, a country music video. Called Trucks Don't Lie. Interesting. Is this a what kind of? Right yes, I would love it. I would love it. Oh, he's going upstairs. <laughs> It's kind of a sad story. Really. This is a country music song, right? Right. Yeah, I love stuff like that. I think our guys should get involved in all sorts of stuff off the field. It's cool. Oh my goodness! Good Bart. luck to Webb as they go against the Angels tomorrow. Now, uh, shout out Wilmer Flores and Dre. You're gonna love this. Hmm. He arrived in camp late today, but he's got a good excuse. He celebrated the birth of his first son in Miami on Thursday, so he just got here kind of sleep deprived. We all know how that is, us <laughs> parents. His name, Wilmer as well. There are five Wilmers in his immediate family, so they're gonna call him Little Wilmer. Wilmer, Little, Little Wilmer, <laughs> all right, Wilmer, thank right. you so much. Now, is Brandon gonna put a C taped on his jersey this year, do you know? Uh, he's not that kind of guy <laughs> to do that. He's kind of kind of soft-spoken. He's not, he's not one of these loud mouths uh, in, in, in the clubhouse. He kind of leads by his example, but when he's got something to say, you better listen. He'll say it. All right. Well, thank you so much, Fern.
Before we go, we thought we'd share this video of two playful seals wobbling in snow at the Oak, not the Oakland Zoo, the Oregon Zoo. <laughs> the, uh, though you saw the O. The week's winter storm dumped more than 10 inches of powder in Portland, making it one of the snowiest days there on record. And the seals benefit. So cute. Well, that's it at five. We'll see you back here at six for an hour of news.